Hey guys, this is Chris Langford and Hunter Groves with another episode of the Commonwealth Comics Podcast. Today we are fortunate enough to have Wesley Gift, a local comic book creator on the show uh, out of Berea, Kentucky, but spends a lot of time in Richmond. He works there occasionally. So we got Wes here. Good to see you, Wes. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I'm a big fan of your show and just... Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure, glad we. This has been a an episode that you know I, I know I've wanted and hunters wanted to to do for some time because uh, Wes is a good friend of ours as well, and uh, you know we we promoted this stuff quite heavily on the show. We had some people buy some things because of uh, our suggestion. He uh, kickstarted a book. I guess, you know, like, like a March time frame last year. That's right. March of March 1st of last year, um, I kickstarted my first comic book, Hard Justice. Yep. Hard Justice. You can see there. Um, I think, you know, there may still be some copies available around, right, Wes? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we were fortunate enough with our Kickstarter. We we met and exceeded our, exceeded our goal. Uh, so my co-creator, Bryce, and I, we talked about, um, you know, we wanted to print enough copies to fulfill um all the pledges we got uh and then we we printed a whole bunch more that way when we go to so shows and set up we can sell the books to uh to more people so we got plenty of uh plenty of copies both bryce and i uh available right. in fact here in less than three weeks i can't believe it's sneaking up on us but the lexington comic and toy convention is coming back to lexington kentucky uh bryce is going to have a booth uh, at the show um booth a12 and he'll be there all weekend with copies to sell um, and to sign. Um, and we're still trying to figure it out. But one day I'll be there as well uh, at his booth signing with him. So Hard Justice will be at Lexington Comic and Toy Convention coming up in less than three weeks. Oh, that'll be great. Um, I'll be there. Uh, Hunter, are you making it this year? Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully oh, no. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> we'll make you come, Hunter. We'll yeah, make you that, come to one day at least. I'll, I'll be there eventually. We'll, 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 we'll do you like old school when they when they were that movie old school when they come to pick up the pledges and the band playing Metallica we'll play and uh, make you make you go exactly. exactly. Speaking, speaking of signed uh, copies of Hard Justice, I think I'm the only individual with two graded copies of you know Hard Justice. At exactly. the yes, let it be known. Uh, let's go on the record and, and state for everybody out there. Chris Langford, <laughs> that's right. The, the very first graded there copy of Hard Justice. He got a graded copy before I even did. So yeah, that's that's what you do, man. You you, you take care of your people. I, that was a, that was my goal for the uh, Richmond toying, you know, uh, con. So that uh, Todd Sulfords from Comics Plus put on. Uh, that was my goal. There was to catch all these guys there. And, and and get this thing signed. And since CBCS was there, that's who facilitated the, the that book. Um, so yes, yeah. So let's uh, you know let's let's talk about like where the idea for this book came from and uh, kind of what it's about. A little synopsis, if you will. Sure. So the synopsis is simply uh, two guys, Saint and Rex. Uh, there's 
crime overrunning their city and they want to take matters into their own hands. Um, so they decide to put a stop to every all, you know, all the all the crime using their fists and wit. So, uh, yeah. you know, growing up, uh, I uh, I watch a lot of action movies uh, and oh, played yeah. a lot of uh, side scrolling beat em up video games. So uh, Final Fight, River City Ransom, Streets of Rage were some of my favorite games growing up. And then uh, when it came to the title, I mean, in the late eight, well, in the eighties and the nineties, like all the great action movies, you know, their titles were like two words, like you know, right. Lethal Weapon, yeah. uh, you know, Top Gun, uh, right. you know. So I wanted a, a, a comic that was basically, you know, uh, my action interpretation of two guys just beating the crap out of a bunch of people. Um, oh, yeah. just just a hard i mean pun intended a hard-hitting title that was just two words so hard right, right. is how it came to be that's that's so cool so the you know th th this is your your uh creation uh you know with the the writing section of it and then yeah you, you brought in it, you tabbed mr bryce to come in and do the artwork for it Exactly. So, yeah, as a co-creator, you know, I'm just the writer. Um, I came up with the story and the and who the characters were and the events that were going to take place. And then I teamed up with Bryce Oquay, a very talented artist uh, from Lexington, Kentucky, to bring it to life. Uh, so Bryce is my co-creator and he is the artist on the book. Right. So once you once you tell because I've known Bryce for a long time. Actually, I, I've probably known Bryce longer than I've known you, Wes, <laughs> believe it or not. So. And that's just because of you know uh, some some dealings in Lexington and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and so, you know, knowing Bryce's artwork and his ability and stuff like that, when you said you were getting home, him on board rather to do the artwork for it, I was you know it was definitely so limited. You're my buddy, and, and I'm going to support the book. Period. But I was like, man, that's a perfect combination. You got Wes writing this uh, kind of hard boiled though a bit comedic at times uh you know like you said very 80s style uh fighting book and then you're gonna have bryce who does some very good graffiti style stuff and and, and things like that so it lends well it's a good mixture i think you two are a good combination for a book of this subject matter well thank you yeah and you know bryce i mean he he more than knocked it out of the park because uh, i've been a fan of bryce's uh, for a while. Um, and when I sat down and wrote Hard Justice, you know, as a writer, you need to be able to find an artist that pairs well with the vision that you have. Uh, and like I said, I've been a fan of Bryce's uh, for a while. He and another uh, fellow creator named Ken Kirk did a book a few years back called Ward Watch. And I picked it up at a convention uh, from them uh, and read it and flipped through it. And I really, really uh, was amazed by Bryce's ability to capture such dynamic action on the page and still images. So right. reading Warden's Watch, I was like, I need, you know, when I read it, I said, I at some point I need to collaborate with Bryce. And then a few years after that, right. when I sat down and wrote, wrote the pages for Hard Justice, I said, Bryce has got to be the guy uh, I need to try and work with. And lo and behold, we were to make it happen. So, right. So, yeah, one of so, my favorite, uh, ahead, one of my favorite parts of the comic book, uh, other than the, the story itself, and I believe, if I remember correctly, it was a tier on the Kickstarter was the um, like um, the drawing panels, like as, as he's doing it, like um, the words ex 
uh, escaping me, but like as he's doing the rough drawings for the book, uh, there was some of that in the back, like a backup. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we had uh, we had some extra pages to play with. Um, sh should we unlock that tier? And we did. So in the very back of the book, there's bonus content where right. Bryce has uh, the thumbnails where he does like a quick sketch. Let me back up. So we, he he put in a page of script, uh, one of the one of the script pages I wrote, and then he did thumbnails for that page where he just kind of shows like a rough a rough sketch of where things are placed in the panel. Um, and then he had like the final artwork. So you got to see the process from script to thumbnails to the final art. So um, he was able to work that in. Yeah, that was super cool to see like his process, like beginning to end, uh, rough mm -hmm. sketch to final product. And I, I was definitely appreciative that that was included in the Kickstarter. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, that's something we're going to definitely continue or can consider and continue moving forward. Yeah, that, and that's like, you know, like Hunter says, that's, that's a great part of it. Uh, I really enjoyed it as well. And that's a that's a big part of, like, supporting people on Kickstarter is, like, you get those extra things that, that you wouldn't get just by, you know, going into a shop kind of and buying a comic, you know. So we really liked it. But speaking of Warden's Watch, I was actually walking around Lexington Comic Con with you, Wes Gift, <laughs> and we went over to Bryce's table and we bought warden's watch right then and yes. I, have, I have i have signed copies of it from bryce <laughs> so I, was, I just you know wanted to throw that out there so yeah it's it's a it's a good thing to you know and to see how far he's come and, and his ability to work with you and, and bring that vision to life um i think uh hunter you got uh and i think you got you got a sketch did you not hunter with yours I did, yeah. Uh, actually, it's right here. Let me grab it. Oh yeah, yeah. We got some time, but yeah. And that was a big help, Hunter. We you know Bryce offered up uh, commissions as a reward tier. I think it was the highest price tier we had um, in the uh, in the Kickstarter was to get a custom commission of your choice. Uh, I think it's a nine by twelve, Hunter. You have to correct me on that. But I think it was a nine by twelve black and white commission of your choice, and Hunter snagged one of those. So yeah, yeah. yeah there it is. That's super cool. So, of course, got to get spawn. Yeah, you got to get a spawn, you know. Obviously, always. Yeah, always, always. right? If you get the I opportunity just, to do it. I, I love his style. So I, I was like, I mean, I got to get a spawn, and I really want to see what he does in his style of spawn. And, uh, you know, with spawn, yeah. city escapes are a big thing, and he freaking nailed that cityscape, man. Mm -hmm. like, gotcha. That looks so freaking cool. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good thing for me, too, that. Yeah, I really like that. So, Wes, you what? What do? What was your kind of uh, process going into this? As far as like, you know, getting your writing down. Did you have a scheduled time that you wrote each day, or did you, you know, just kind of were like, was there like days where you know, obviously where you could write more or stuff like that? Yeah. So used to before I started writing comics, I would try the whole. Um, I'm going to write X amount of pages a day. And then what I found was that, you know, I might miss a day or two and then, you know, be hard on myself for not sticking with the schedule. So then what I said was, you know, I'm going to try to do so much in a week 
Okay. And that was, that was more manageable to try to find time right. each week to sit down, maybe a few hours one day. And then a few days later, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and focus on it some more, but yeah, I have to set aside time during the week to just sit down and focus on my writing. I've got to have a quiet space where I can focus. Um, so writing hard justice, uh, and actually maybe back up before I actually started writing the pages. Um, I'm a planner. So I would sit down and I would do a page breakdown where I basically, um, you know, hard justice was 33 pages. So I basically numbered um, a paper sheet of paper, one through 33, and just wrote out, you know, what happens on each page, just one sentence, what happens on that page. Okay. And kind of outline the story over those pages. And then after I've got a page breakdown, my outline, then I do a panel breakdown. So then I think about how many panels I want in each page and what happens on each panel. So I'm basically laying the groundwork for the story. And I do the page breakdown first and the panel breakdown. And then after that, the story is almost written itself because then you do the scripting pages and that's where you just flesh out each panel with detail of what's happening. Um, you add your dialogue and your sound effects. So I would say it probably took me to get from, from the absolute start to the absolute finish to write the script. It probably took um, four or five months just, you know, setting aside a few hours each week to, to plan out my outline, my breakdowns, and then get the script to where I wanted it to be. And that included, uh, I need a shout out to other people, that included uh, sending the script to our editor, Sean Pryor. Sean Pryor is a prolific author in the Lexington area. He's worked on comics and I was working on uh, graphic novels and uh, novels for kids. Uh, he's our editor on the book. Right. Um, and then uh, once we got all the art finished, we had to send it off to our letterer, uh, Taylor Esposito, who has worked for basically almost every publisher at this point. Right. Um, but I want to make sure I shout out those two individuals because they helped us bring the book to life. But yeah, to answer your question, from start to finish, the whole process took me about four to five months, just setting a time every week to just focus on uh, the story and hard justice I wanted to tell. I got you. I mean, that's a that's a quite a bit of time for I mean, it, it. You know, it seems like you know thirty three pages isn't a lot until you're you're the one actually has to write them and exactly. <laughs> make it come to life. So. Um, but, like I said, I know I've I've picked your brain some because I've been trying to dabble in in writing some short short books and stuff like that. Hunter and I got one that that we got in the can that that may may come to fruition at some juncture here. But uh, you know, I got another one, but it's only ten pages, and this is take it's taking a long time to to get that down. So yeah. thirty three pages is, is is insane. And when you do your first one, you'll you'll pick up on some things. You'll learn how you how you best work. Um, so the next one after that will be better. It'll, it won't take as much time. And the next one you'll, you'll get into a flow where you can just really knock this right. out. So, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're, you're kind of the same way, but there's days where I felt like I had a, if you, a glut of creativity and in days where I'm just like, Oh man, how do I go? I've written myself kind of into a corner, maybe a little bit. Like, how do I go from here? How do I fix this? Exactly. And that's why I tried, tried not to write every single day because you got to give your brain a break. And like, there, there would be sometimes, you know, with hard justice where I would write to a point and I was like, well, even though I have it broken down, like how exactly do I, do I visually move to the next panel, to the next page? So I would take a break. I would go do something completely unrelated to writing and just let my mind wander and just kind of, you know, 
let that let the creative juices in my head refill for the next for the next time I sat down to work on the book. So, right. That, I can I'm see sure that you had is. those. Oh, I'm sure you have those moments where uh, you'll be like doing something completely minute, and then you're just like, oh, exactly. exactly. And then I would just like drop what I'm doing, and like if I couldn't get to a computer to type it out, I would you know grab something and just write those notes down so I wouldn't lose them. But yeah, absolutely. That's that's not that that's the nice thing about taking a break is. You know exactly, Hunter. You could be doing some completely random, unrelated task, and then all of a sudden, a switch flips in your brain, and then now you've got that inspiration to to help you through that that glut, as you put it, Langford. So, oh yeah, yeah. There's a, you know, just just from another perspective of my my life, where, where I do jujitsu a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the middle of rolling with somebody in jujitsu, and you get caught in something, right? Well, there's a meme that's out there in the world and, and every every jujitsu practitioner has seen it. It's like this guy like waking up in the morning, just like or out of bed, just like stark in the morning. Like, I know how to get out of that submission now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think of it the same. I, I can it to the same thing. It's like, oh, I know how to fix this crap that I wrote over here. Yeah, this aha moment of. Yep. Oh, OK. You know, so mine's always it. either in the shower or going to bed. <laughs> It's like oh, right yeah. before I go to sleep, I'm like, oh, I got it. I got it. The shower. I, I don't know how many times I've had an epiphany in the shower. It's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a great place to go for inspiration. So if you ever get stuck, just go take a shower. Quiet. Yeah, there you there, go. There's, there's, there's water noises. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> so tranquil. Uh, it's relaxing. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a sauna at the house. So I'll be sitting in that thing and I'll like be suffering at some point in time. And I'm like, Okay, I I got something here. So, you know, kind of like a like a spirit quest, if you will, in the, in the heat of the sauna. So that that helps me out quite a bit. So, both of those two. So I understand entirely. I keep thinking behind, you know, behind me. You can kind of see it back here on the, well, this other shoulder. I see this uh, this Wolverine telephone that Wes gift, gifted me at some point in time, and I keep thinking. You can see it over my like uh, right shoulder. There you go. But uh, I think that's kind of funny. To, that, that's a that's a Wes you know, gift you get hooked me up with. So, um, Gary, you know, Hunter's having to do like the artwork on this, this one book that we want to do. And, uh, for me, uh, not being very, like, I'm, I'm somewhat artistic, but not, not, not like the level that I want to, I want to see it come out. And, and Hunter's far more artistic than I am. But I think that sometimes that, that can be a, a, a difficult, that's a difficult thing too is to like try to bring somebody's vision to to life that you didn't you didn't really write you know like i mean we'd have to pick price's brain on that thing but it's like did you guys have an ebb and flow back and forth with like revisions or or or, or kind of like how would you like this to look and stuff like that yeah so my approach and this is this is where it comes down to making sure you pick an artist um you know, it's important to find an artist that can draw what you want to be seen, but it's got to be someone that you can work with. Um, yeah. So my approach to hard justice was, uh, and Bryce and I had conversations about this, where um, there were very specific things I wanted in in scenes and how the characters looked, but I also gave him enough room to like flex his creativity or to inject his own uh, his own choices in his own style. Um, so really. Um, there, there were very few revisions throughout the whole process. 
of you know uh and what what bryce would do is you know he when when he got the script the first thing he did was character designs and he would sketch out characters and he was he would be like from what the what you put in the in the descriptions this is what i came up with and he was right on the money so um and then when he got to you know drawing panels you know that's why thumbnails are so important is because he would show me thumbnails of pages where he's like hey this is where um this is where things are placed. This is where things are going are gonna to be. Uh, the positioning of the characters. So seeing those thumbnails and him, he would he would work on a few pages and give me thumbnails, and I would be able to say, you know, this is working, or can we change this before he would finalize finalize stuff. And actually, so with Hard Justice, originally the script, the original script, I think was twenty eight pages, but there were a few action scenes where I tried to cram too much into one page and yeah. Bryce was like man for me to really deliver on on what I can do for this story I need bigger panels which is going to take up you know more pages so that's why the book is 33 page it's 33 pages of story with three pages of bonus content so 36 pages right. total but uh that's something I learned from collaborating with an artist for the first time is you know um just being able to give them the uh, the freedom uh, and the space, literally, to put everything I want in the story, but able to show it to where the audience can absorb all of it when they're reading the book. Right. So, you know, like that whole, you're talking about that whole, that's what I was wondering, because you get that whole section where you get this giant kind of barroom brawl type thing going on, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like, that's a lot of stuff going on, man. And like, exactly. a lot of moving parts, you know. And, and it was that scene specifically, Langford, where yeah. I had put too, I had too many panels on the page. And if you think about it, the more panels you put on the page, the panels have to be smaller. And therefore, right. you put in those panels are smaller. And that was actually the sequence where Bryce was like, man, he was like, I've got to, I have to, you know, increase the page length of this book in order to fit all this in there and to make it as awesome as you want it to be. Um, so yeah, that was a challenge, but again, you know, having that constant back and forth with Bryce where he would work a little bit, show me his progress and I would approve it. Um, that was just a great working relationship we had. So overall, again, to answer your question, very few revisions. So, yeah, so that's always good though. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta set thing, what you're doing and you, you got a task at hand. Um, yeah. and that's why, uh, real quick, that's why, you know, he's not just the artist he's also a co-creator because right. you know i had a lot of initial ideas but then you know he bryce brought his own because you know he fell in love with the story so right you know it was very much a back and forth the ebb and flow you know so yeah yeah i understand i know that's why you you know even in the in the big world of comics right you know there's there's a you know there's several you know creators of of famous characters that we won't go into great detail about but they, they have a they have a co-creator that's there that, that a lot of times they don't give credit to mm-hmm. or they'll try to be like nah they didn't it's kind of we're there you know they kind of did this or that and I think I think we know one in particular that we're all thinking about but we won't we won't go into that whole <laughs> thing because we're, we're talking about other things but there's a guy that doesn't like to give credit to his co-creator on a certain big named character sure uh, if you know you know so we'll put it there so yeah hunter Kind of going back to like me and Chris doing our, our own comic uh, eventually coming out. The big thing with us is balancing uh, adult life and um, our creative ventures. Absolutely. So 
can you talk about how um how you went about like you, you work a full-time job and you have a family uh how has that kind of work with your uh your your professional comic book life Sure. So yeah, like, like you said, Hunter, I do work a full-time job. I have a family um, and it's just, it's just really just a game of balance. You know, I have, you know, my job is important. My family is a priority. Really <laughs> what I do with anything that I want to do, um, any of my interests, I try to do it late at night um, after my yeah. daughter goes to bed because I definitely yeah. want that time with her. But yeah. um, you know, after she goes to bed, you know, I'll focus, you know, I might play a video game. I might read a book, I might watch a movie, might, you know, work on my professional comic writing. Uh, but really it's just, you know, uh, having that balance um, and then just having, you know, that communication, that open communication with my wife to say, you know, hey, sometime this week, I got to dedicate some time to this project. So, you know, after our daughter goes to bed, um, you know, I need to sit down and work on this. So it's just, you know, balancing all my, all my priorities, all my responsibilities, um, you know, thankful to have, uh, an amazing supportive wife who, you know, helps me balance those family responsibilities so I can explore, uh, professional comic book writing. So yeah, just balancing it all out. Oh yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta make sure. She's super cool moves. too. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> that would, that would be the, uh, incomparable Danny gift for those out there. If you do not know, uh, she, she's a, she's a great person all around. So. We're big fans of Danny and all her. She does some really good cosplay. If you guys ever, you know, are into that stuff, so yeah. And that's behind me in our. Oh office. yeah, I can see. It. <laughs> I figured that was all. I can see the sewing machine in the corner. I'm like, that's yep. That's that's the Danny area of the world back there. The, that's right. the Gerard Way one. I'm really looking forward to. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. That, that thing is super cool. cool. Yeah, I, I've I've never seen a, uh, a a female cosplay that. So that that's even cooler. To do that kind of thing so she she takes bold steps that one mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, we, we like danny pretty well um but yeah so i know you know we're, we're not going to go into to great detail because i know you got some some things going on you have uh so you know you got some things coming up soon that you're that you're probably working on um so how do you how do you get started on those things like how do you like like what what gets that 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 kind of creative bug going what will get you going there well i guess at heart i'm a storyteller i've always been a storyteller uh i've always been interested in writing uh writing pieces to entertain folks so uh right now i mean that's it's just that drive to just to tell stories uh so we've got hard justice um i do know that uh we bryce is working on more within the hard justice verse as he's called it um so at lctc he should have some something new to share with me uh we might tease something out to the public but uh you know we have more in store for the hard justice verse um so that's coming uh i have been asked to work on a project with uh two other collaborators or two other creators uh justin stewart um, if you have, uh, yeah. familiar with Justin Stewart, yes, Justin Stewart great, yeah. yeah, Justin's an awesome, awesome creator. Uh, but Justin Stewart and another fellow friend of ours, Chris Coron, Christopher Coron, uh, mm -hmm. have asked me to help with a project, uh, that they, that cool. Justin's actually working on right now. That's all I can say there. Yeah. Um, but then actually speaking of Justin, so gosh, this is probably two, two years ago, I'd say, um, I, I Justin and I worked on a six page 
uh, horror western uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, about werewolves. Um, and so at the time, I just envisioned it to be that six pages. But then after Justin got it back to me, I sat down and thought about it, you know, and realized that it was actually the beginning of a longer story. Uh, so Justin and I have worked on a pitch packet that we have sent out to publishers back. We sent them out to publishers back in December. So it's been a few months, uh, but we're actually actively pitching that story to publishers um, in hopes that it'll be picked up and it's something that we could produce. So right, uh, that'd be great. yeah, yeah. So it's basically right now, it's just a waiting game. Uh, Cause when I submitted it in December, of course you've got Christmas coming up, you've got new year. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of delays the process, but um, actively pitching this project with multiple publishers to see if it lands somewhere. Um, and then other than that, I've also pitched uh, a six page short to a anthology with an indie creator. So gotcha. right now it's just, it's just the waiting game. So uh, yeah, that's the, that, that seems to be a, a big part of, of the comic creation like when you're trying to get it to fruition mm-hmm. to, to the end of it is is like getting these people to take notice and and do that sort of thing and, and get you get you get you going so exactly yes. staying on the grind uh, yeah it's it is a grind so oh, yeah. you know just yeah so now that i've got the first issue of hard justice finished the second issue is scripted and bryce is working on that so it's just as it, you know as a writer you know, it like I like I said earlier, it took me about four or five months to write the script, but it takes an artist a whole lot more time because again, they're taking your words and giving it life. They're bringing it to fruition. Yeah. That's, um, what, that's what I thought too. I was like, man, to to do that, that takes a whole nother level of <laughs> of being exactly. And I I have no artistic ability myself, so you know, it's it. I, I have I have an inkling of understanding about that process, but that's a whole nother world of of knowledge and craft and creativity. So that's that's it, that brings up another question I got to ask real quick though. Yeah. Before. If you're when you're writing this stuff, I know you read a lot of comic books and you've watched a lot of movies and stuff like that. Is there like a vision in your head of what these characters look like and and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, and in you know I had it in my head, and I just had to get it onto the paper. And really, what it took was just trying to, uh, trying to be as descriptive as possible. You know, translating my my thoughts into words that an artist could pick up and then create themselves. So, and that's why you know going back to the sketches and thumbnails that Bryce did. That's why it was helpful for him to do that process and share it with me so yeah. that I could say, yes, you're on the right track, Bryce, or no, we need to, we need to change this. We need to shift or go in this direction. So, but that's the challenge of a writer is, you know, getting your thoughts uh, cohesively onto the page again. So where an artist can pick it up and interpret what you have and bring what you have in your mind to life. So. Gotcha. Absolutely. Did you ever do like uh, I know you said you, you don't have, artistic ability as far as like drawing but um i know alan moore when he was writing watchmen with dave gibbons he would do little doodles for dave gibbons and like hand them off to him and be like do something with this uh did you ever do anything like that with bryce did you do any like uh you know five minute sketch of a character or a scene no the short answer is no (laughs) because (laughs) You know, my artistic ability is 
to the to the level of my stick figures wouldn't make sense. <laughs> if that says but one thing, so one thing that we talked about, Bryce and I, is you know we grew up with the same sort of media. So you know I wouldn't I wouldn't sketch or doodle anything, but I would say, have you seen this movie? And if you've seen it, watch this sequence. You know, uh, yeah. I would give them like you know timestamps of movies or whatnot, or just you know video games, and be like, you know, go look at this video game, or you know, pull up this movie and watch this certain sequence. That was those are the kind of examples I would give Bryce, give him an idea of what I what I was doing or what I was wanting to to get into the story. So that's a funny point because you and Bryce are similarly aged, right? Yes. So I'm working with Young Hunter here, but Young Hunter is steeped in you know, our, you know, nineties and, 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 and kind of that, that comic books and, and that media, he, he likes that stuff. So like, when I'm, the best man, <laughs> it is the best. but so when I mentioned how, like I wanted certain, you know, how he wanted it to look like he knew. So, but like, um, uh, the other book I'm working on a little short book with, with young Aiden Belcher, who's really young. I had to like, there's a couple that I wanted to look. He's like, well, what's that? <laughs> you know, so it's like, and then, so, but your poor Aiden's going to kill me now, but he's going to listen to some Pearl Jam and kill me. But <laughs> yeah, so I could see that being beneficial um, to have someone kind of close to your, your age when you're writing something like that, to when you're describing, I want this to look like the crow, or I want this to look, you know, the comic crow, or, or, or I want this to look like, you know, total recall or, or total recall. You right. can throw out these pop culture references and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you on that thing. But mm-hmm. then, then a younger guy's like, uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's an interesting thing. You, you, you picked well with, with, with <laughs> in respect to age, as far as that goes. So. Right. One I know I think I thought of uh, that I didn't do, but I might say for future reference and Hunter, you kind of inspired this given your background, but I almost got to the point where as far as like placing characters in a panel and how they would be framed, I almost set up action figures uh, <laughs> and just use a camera and just like take pictures of how I wanted them to be, you know, framed in a panel and then sent those to Bryce. So I didn't get to that point, but I've always got that in my back pocket in case I need to show, you know, somebody how I want, you know, the camera to be, uh, in this scene, you know, I could always set up action figures and poses and just, you know, take pictures and send it to the artist. So, so Alex Ross kind of does yeah, yeah. a, I was about uh, to say, <laughs> yeah, Alex Ross does a similar thing with like a, a photography. He'll, he'll get the human model yeah. and they'll take a picture of it. And then yeah. that's, that's what he uses to draw his art. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. He does yeah, that. Yeah, it's super it, cool. Yeah. They, they talk about it on, on the cartoons kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And there's another one where they talk about like, people doing exactly like back in the day when they were on such a crunch deadline that like the image guys would take photographs of those action figures and then basically like cut those out, then photo photocopy them onto these little, they'd make little storyboards with them and they would like change the way their, their pose was a little bit or something. So that's why you see a lot of swipes in that thing. Like in those early, they're swiping themselves really, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, like Sylvester's like, I'm going to just do this and, knock that out so i didn't realize they did that which is kind of wild that's why like some of the some of the shadowing and stuff looks really really different on some of them and, and they do blowing that. out that xerox machine man that's what it is <laughs> like that, that, that old xerox machine with the the big like sheet you had to pull off of it and it's sure. crazy <laughs> yeah so that's what they had then and they're but i was listening to a whole 
podcast about how they did it. So it makes sense, Wes. You're you're you're, you're doing an old school technique. You were thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I'm just gonna do it this way. So it makes <laughs> sense, man. Whatever works. And I've seen I've seen some of those guys that have strictly Instagram pages for action figures where they just do like these amazing photographs with them, and they mm-hmm. look like they're you know like stuff's blowing up in the background and all kinds of stuff. So I can see that. I can see that. Being okay. Well, you kind of did a comic kind of like that, Wes, with uh, the Lego cop. Yeah, Lego cops like that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, pirate cop. Yeah, so yeah, so when I do have a spare time, I enjoy building Legos, and that was one uh, one little fun project I did with uh, with the Hard Justice Kickstarter. Is I did a four page comic with uh, Legos. Um, so that was my art was taking these Lego bricks and building a scene and putting these minifigs in the scene to, to tell a story. So yeah, pirate cop uh, yeah, was pirate something cop. I did. So yeah, it was just Legos and a camera and I just set it up and took pictures. And then, uh, you know, the pictures were my panels and then I just dropped in the, the, the balloons for the lettering. So it's a, it's a great idea though. I mean, like, you know, you like, you got a story you want to tell and if you're not, you know, you know, artistically, yeah, I can't draw. So I got to draw. So I'm gonna. I got another way to do this. Make this happen. So right. I like it though. I mean, you, you know, you're trying to find a, a way to make it happen for yourself there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very pleased to have early access to Lego or uh, Pirate Cop on the way to uh, Smashing Pumpkins with Wes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah I got to yeah, yeah. with Hunter. Yeah, yeah. There you in, go. In yeah. the middle Hunter of uh, chatters. Yeah, audience yep. <laughs> wouldn't seen the, the the pumpkins, yo. The pumpkins, yeah. yo. Yeah, uh, they need, they need, they're making a journey back around, you know. Or they're coming, they're coming back around with Green Day, I think, aren't they? Yes. Aren't they on that? Yeah. Are they find the new guitars yet? I don't I know. No Hunter, Hunter you up, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> you're up, Hunter. If, if I was a better <laughs> guitarist, sure, man. <laughs> I got you. Go man. tour with I the pumpkins. You. That's right. So, Wes, we, we always like to ask uh, our comic-inclined guests, you know, like, uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite character of all time? My favorite character of all time? Yeah. Oh, man. That's um, a tough one, I know. That is a tough one. Can I, can I say my favorite Marvel and my favorite DC character? You can definitely do that. I can do that? Okay, thank goodness. We'll allow it. Picking one <laughs> would be tough. Okay. Absolutely. Um, my favorite Marvel character, um, and I think... Uh, shout out to one of your past episodes, your top 10 list. Yeah. Uh, Langford, I think you had Spider-Man. Top, uh, he was somewhere high on your list. Yeah. Okay. So Spider-Man's my number one. Spider-Man, right. uh, he was, he's always been my favorite Marvel superhero. Um, I didn't get into, co- so a little backstory on me. I didn't get into comics until late in my life, probably like six or seven years ago. Just because growing up, I didn't have access to comics. Yeah. Um, but I did have, when I was a little kid, um, and it's somewhere at my parents' house, um, I had a little pulp novel of uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And this small pulp novel had the first six issues of Amazing Spider-Man uh, oh, yeah, I in, this, in this book. And I read that as a kid, and I, and I, I wore that book out because I reread it so many times. Uh, yeah. But what drew me to Spider-Man was that you know, he's a high school teenager. Uh, he has powers, and he may not be, you know, the biggest, strongest, most powerful hero, but he was always the smartest. Yeah, was what I took away from that. There was 
one of the early issues where he's fighting Sandman for the first time. I'm not sure if you've read early Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I had some. But if you remember Sandman, he could change his density. So right. at one point in the battle, Spider-Man punches him and his fist goes right through his body. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Sandman hardens his body and headbutts Spider-Man and not almost knocks him out. Well, in the scuffle, they're actually fighting in uh, Peter Parker's high school. In the scuffle, uh, Peter Parker grabs him and basically does what I would guess is a jujitsu move, but grabs him and throws him over his back oh, as yeah. he rolls. But when he throws him, Sandman's head hits uh, the the rail of a banister, and he basically explodes into sand. And while he's in a, a millions of pieces of sand, Spider-Man vacuums him up with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> and gets him caught in this giant vacuum bag. And he can't he can't reform costumes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought that wasn't that. I thought that was so cool as a kid. Like he basically beat him with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, he hit him with the old, <laughs> yeah, the brain power. That's right, yeah. the brain power, right? So right. Uh, that just basically solidified Spider-Man as my favorite Marvel hero growing up. Uh, and when it comes to DC, uh, Green Lantern is is my favorite. I say Green Lantern in general. I could nerd out and get into each one specifically. Oh yeah, there's but, a lot of them. There's a lot of them, yeah. But my, uh, you know, the fact that you can wear something on your hand and just be imbued with the power to make anything you can think of from that ring was just has always been cool to me. So, got you. So. You know, I already knew Green Lantern, but I got to ask for the people that don't know. Right. <laughs> I knew that was going to be in the DC mix. What about uh, what about your image? Image? Uh, yeah, you got oh, an image God. guy out there. Anything Rob Liefeld does, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, you know it's Spawn. Oh yeah, that's right. Anybody bigger than Spawn? Oh, yeah. It's got to be Spawn, <laughs> right? <image>. Yep. <laughs> um, but. So I agree with you on the Spider-Man. Like my first, um, my first experience with because I was the same boat. We're in a small town. that didn't have any comics. No mm -hmm. comic shop. Comic shops didn't exist in that way, like they do now. Everybody goes to the comic shop. Um, right. And we're fortunate enough. Even, even though Richmond's a smaller place, we, we have a a very very good comic shop here. Um, but then you'd have to back then you had to get them off those spinner racks at like the drugstore or Kroger. Was where I had to go get my car, and they always had the same stuff. Mm -hmm. But I remember one time they had like it was ah, probably late eighty. I forget when it came out exactly. It was a spectacular Spider-Man. So, like the first Spider-Man book that I could get was Spectacular Spider-Man, and it was like uh, I can kind of think of it. it was it was an issue with this where Spider-Man basically is trying to track down Tombstone, which is an mm -hmm. underrated Spider-Man villain, by the way. Yes. Tombstone needs to be in a freaking movie. Make it happen. Not Sony, but Marvel, somebody, you know, <laughs> but uh, put Tombstone. That guy's great. And then, but, uh, you know, we, don't be Madam webbing up my Tombstone, <laughs> you know, but so, but no, that, that was my first. So the, the thing about it was, is um, Spider-Man had to, he was chasing Tombstone. He was running through, he was basically take, hitching train rides through, through different places, but they end up just outside of three mile island. Yeah. Oh, so that was, you know, and, and this was an old book when I got it. So it was, it was well beaten and I, I read it, but, uh, he had a, he comes across these like stereotypical, I hate to say it cause we're in Kentucky, but stereotypical hillbilly family that had, you know, and they got a, 
they got a mutant character in there, of course, because Three Mile Island, right? Mm-hmm. And his name, and his, his, he's a spider, a lesser known Spider-Man villain named Banjo. And he's Banjo. this big, yeah, he's this big hulking mass. Yeah, you need to read this if you've never read it. This big hulking mass of a guy. And <laughs> and it's kind of the same deal. Like, he's so strong, but he's not very smart. So Spider-Man mm-hmm. easily, like, kind of outwits him and stuff like that. But but he has sympathy for him, so it's a whole big thing. But anyways, that, so I agree with you, like, like you know, Spider-Man is where it's at. Even though Spectacular was my first you know, delve into there. Then, then, then I discovered the amazing stuff afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. but of course we didn't have a, we didn't have movies and, and blockbuster films, you know, you know, pushing the narrative then. So, um, so that's your, you know, and, and we said the image, uh, and is there any creator that you really look up to or, you know, you take inspiration from that, that you would, you would call, Oh yeah, uh, I would say that the two creators that have inspired me the most. Uh, the first would be Ron Mars. Um, in fact, in uh, June June 2020, during the pandemic, um, I had the opportunity to take a comic book writing class with Ron Mars online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, by that time I had been collecting comics uh, and you know had fallen in love with Ron Mars's work. He's been in the industry for probably 30 years i think but he's written for he's written a lot of witchblade he's written a lot of green lantern uh which is where i first fell onto him uh his work um but taking that class with him you know inspired me to start writing my own comics uh but he and another creator by the name of matthew rosenberg uh matthew rosenberg uh wrote a mini series for black mass studios called four kids walk into a bank yeah, another and, book. Yeah, and great book. It, it is my favorite graphic novel ever. Uh, I have multiple copies on my shelf because literally, if I if I meet somebody who hasn't read it, I go home and I grab it and I give them a copy. I was like, you have to read this book. But both of those creators, they're both writers. Uh, what I enjoy is that they put so much heart into their story. So where yes, it's it's exciting. Um, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of exciting things happen, and they're act. You know, their stories are action packed, but there's a lot of emotion tied into those stories as well. And I feel that right. they, they do, they both do a great job of just uniting the two of emotion and action into a story that hits you on so many different levels. So, anytime Ron or Matthew puts out something, I'm always going to run to the shop and grab it and pick it up. So, so I'm sure you picked yeah, up what's the furthest place? For, what's the furthest place from here? Yes, yes, I am reading that. Yeah, and actually, I've kind of fallen off track of keeping up with the individual issues, but shout out to Comics Plus and Richmond. They're they're keeping me stocked on the on the trade back. So every time right. the, the yeah. latest trade for what's the furthest place from here comes out, um, they throw that in my pull file. So yeah. You got, you got my guy Jewett on that, don't you? Yes, yes. Shout out <laughs> to Jewett for making that happen so do it's the guy that knows he's, he's the guy there for all the kind of wild stuff that you're not used to you know uh, but are they not making a series or a movie or something out of uh you know four kids walking to a bank there's there's been talks i believe you know matthew has had discussions with producers on that book um but uh you know movies uh they take forever to come to fruition yeah, then we had the strike and everything. Right. And I know that didn't help. So yeah. they, they move at a snail's pace, unfortunately. So hundreds of I gotta, Yeah, Breaking I got a shout out. Uh Wes, you brought up uh Wishblade earlier. So 
I got yeah. Witchblade books. These are yeah, so these good. are from uh, West Gift. Oh, Super yeah. cool book. Man, West Gift's always hook you up with some good stuff. I got some good stuff over here from this guy. I'm just keeping <laughs> my friends supplied. I know. Man, man even got Probably me a, John, a, Johnny Ca a graded Johnny Cash comic book. How about that? <laughs> what is that? I got a great thing. Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> was that the same publisher that did Hanzi? That was the same publisher that did Hanzi. <laughs> Christian it's a religious Christian organization. Or something like that. Yeah, it's a it's a Christian organization that did all yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. If I could reach over there and grab it out without destroying the world, I'd show you the Johnny Cash guy, but I got it in my <laughs> in my uh my 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 graded books box over there. You know, it's funny. I got that book graded just because I felt like there wasn't many copies on the on the CGC census. Yeah. And then after I got it graded, I didn't bother to look. So <laughs> <laughs> I, there can't be too many, I wouldn't think. I haven't looked right? either. I need to. So uh, the other thing I was going to talk about is like, I think all three of us met because of the comics, because of Comics Plus and Richmond. I think, we all, I think we all met there at some point in time. I don't, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly. I know I met Hunter because he was, he was working there for a bit and he was the only at the time. And all of a sudden it's a different game now, but at the time he was the only guy like under 40 years old that was uh reading spawn. So, you know, and, and so that's kind of, I thought that was like, you're reading spawn. Cause he's, I remember him, when I when I pick when I pick up my books, he he saw the head spawn. He's like, oh, I'll read spawn too. I was like, oh, I didn't. They know I didn't know the young whippersnappers read spawn still, you know. <laughs> so and but now there's a resurgence in that, obviously. Yes. So, but and I, I'm trying to I'm trying to peg the exact time that that I met young Wesley Gift over there, and, I, and, it, yeah. and it's it's a tough one because I hadn't you thought look, about it in years, you know. Right, and it has been a while. It's well, it's it's definitely been since uh todd was at the old location yeah it was that's what i was trying yeah. to think of and that's been a long time ago this a long point. time ago but and kudos to you guys because you shared this in a previous episode and i really appreciate the analogy that the comic the, the today's comic book store is like the barber shop of years ago yeah you know because because and that's that is how we met is you know wednesday is when the new books come out we would show up on wednesdays to get our books and it's like yeah. oh i'm picking up spawn you're picking up spawn too oh and then we just naturally just fell into a rhythm you okay. know and i i met wes because i i did his pull folder for yeah <laughs> three plus years so yes yeah, yeah. so you're like this this guy is really cool i can tell by <laughs> you know there's some and then working <laughs> various cons together and mm-hmm that's an interesting thing too. Yeah. And working various comms together. And uh, I think that might've been one of the first times I, that might've been one of the first times I met Wes was when you were helping Todd at yeah. a con early, early, God, early on, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always good. And, and, and to think about how much like even, you know, Lexington comic con has grown since that time. Right. Like, you know, it, it's it's not all Power Rangers and stuff anymore. It's a, you know, it's a. I mean, but you, you, we can't discount them because that's what uh, that's what made that show, man. Exactly. It was like was like the the only the only time all those you know Power Ranger characters had been together at one time. So that that's what made you know LexCon, if you will. But they got a pretty good lineup this year. Um, 
excited to go check it out. Hopefully, young Hunter gets to make it. Never know with that guy. He's always moving and shaking out there. So <laughs> we'll get him out there. But yeah. uh, so Comics Plus, like like Wes says, and, and, and I always say too, is the, it's it's like the barber shop. So we we've all kind of go in there and talk shop a little bit, and, you know, bust each other's chops over some some stuff, you know, like listen that, listen to Jewett tell some of the craziest comic con stories I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes. <laughs> I got to get him on one day just to be like, we need the, just tell stories. The, just tell stories. Just tell stories. Jewett, like what's, what, 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 what's up with you and Margot Kidder? And you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the wildest stories I've ever heard in my life. So we'll have Jewett on sometime for that. But you know what? Wes has been, uh, you know, a very good friend to, to both Hunter and I. So we're always really, you know, supportive of, you know, anything that he does. Um, I'll go above and beyond to, to champion anything he's doing. Um, and by the way, Wes, you, you know, I've said it to you before, but if you put a, uh, if you put a werewolf in a comic book and it's like, and it's in the old West, I'm, I'm buying like 14 copies of that thing. So, all right. yeah, I was so gonna like, say, I'm all, I'm all in on the, on the werewolf. All Chris Langford. I'm all in that, 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 that's right up, you know, werewolves in different time settings. I'm all in, I'm all in. Hashtag <laughs> dog soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. See dog soldiers, man. People be hating on that movie, but I, that is such favorite. a great movie. I don't a great werewolf movie on. man. Yes, it is. It's, it's like a, it's like part British comedy mixed with, you know, werewolf so like come on how could you go wrong exactly. i've heard people say it's terrible i'm like you're terrible i don't want to hear exactly. about you. yeah you're terrible <laughs> you're terrible <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's related but uh dylan anglin was watching dog Sol- soldiers the other night i was like eh, it's a little bit too close to be a coincidence oh yeah was he yeah uh, you gotta watch that guy dude <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll put you in a movie before too long and have hunter putting weird makeup and blood and crap all over you to be laid out <laughs> dead guy number two <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have dylan do a a, a little uh, a mini film on wes's werewolf western <laughs> there we go there we go that's that's always good but no it it you know speaking of that is that's another creator we got locally so again if you're in the area i mean it's Kentucky. We, we always catch flack for, for being from Kentucky. And you know, I'm not originally from here, but I lived here long. I've probably lived here longer now than I have and where I'm from originally. So people always, you know, end up getting, getting stuff like that going on. So keep in mind that, um, you know, you got to go ahead and uh, support your local creators or else, you know, it's not going to happen anymore. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, they need, they need all the help they can get. Cause we're already like, again, we're already like on the on the on the downslide as far as everybody else is concerned. They're like, "Oh, you're from Kentucky? Hmm. I don't I don't take you seriously." Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it played out many times, and that's just not the case. There's a lot of talented people here. Um, some of the best music's made here, you know, and uh, the best bourbon is made here. Exactly. I'm gonna say that. Like I said, uh, I've had a lot of good good bourbon in my day, and um, you know, but the vast majority of really good bourbon I've had made right here. You know, don't nobody want to hear, you know, you, you, you say otherwise, you know. So all the all the Todd McFarlands, all the Stan Lees, they were local guys at first. So absolutely. You got you to support them. You got to start somewhere. Yep. Yeah. 
but uh what else is the west the um the the books that you that you write are, are they do you have a certain uh are you gonna try to tie any of them into a certain universe or are you gonna are they all gonna be like a separate deal or or do you think that in the future you may do a like a almost like your little own multiverse type thing they'll probably i'll probably keep them separate yeah that's for the simple fact that i want to challenge myself as a writer and tackle different genres Gotcha. Um, so I'm not sure if there's a way that they a, 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 co- a cohesive, easy way for them to meld into one universe. Right. Um, Hard, Hard Justice is the only one where, where where we have you know a longer story planned, and we want to definitely play in that world and and flesh it out with possible spinoffs or offshoots, if you will. Um, so that's really the only verse that we're building. But as far as me as a writer, um, you know, again, I like to tackle different genres. Uh, different styles um, that keeps me keeps me entertained and also challenges me. So uh, at this point, right. no big overarching unity between all the stories. So, right. So, is there any you know particular you know stuff that you're reading now that you that you're really like this is this is like super good you know books and things like that? Anything I'm reading about? Really, a lot of what I'm reading now I'm picking up from uh, Kickstarter. Uh, backing different projects from other creators gotcha. um, that I really enjoy. Uh, one of them, and Hunter, you might enjoy this one, but uh, there's some guys I know that are doing a, a book right now called Grandma Chainsaw. Oh, um, hell yeah. Which is a, awesome. a, horror, it's a horror book. Uh, and uh, I think they've, this is issue three. I think they got one more planned, but it's basically teenagers in the woods stumble upon a house and this old woman lives there and she invites them in and it just oh, so happens yeah. that she's a sadistic chainsaw wielding maniac i so, like that yeah uh that's a lot of what i'm reading now is just stuff i pick up on kickstarter um of course i like to go anytime i see a box of comics that says one dollar i'm gonna dig through that and Absolutely. see what i can find so yeah, you, you always find that you always find some some jewels out of those those dollar bins even to this day you know yeah, oh, yeah. The, I guess the one, if I had to recommend one title that I'm picking up and currently reading that I'm really enjoying, that would be uh, Holy Roller from. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Holy Roller is good. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Roller is really, really good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a solid pick right there for, for a, a new book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you that there's like, you know, I started reading because, you know, took that little sojourn over there for like six months. I read that, that new Antarctica book from. Yeah, out of image and mm-hmm. man, I was just like, this, this is not that, I, you know, I hate to, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't, there's no joy there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, dang. So I'm hoping that somebody, you know, there was one years back that was uh, pretty good. And the name escapes me at this point, but they have it, they have it in the library in Antarctica. So I read it over there, uh, the graphic novel, but um, yeah, I'm still picking up that Antarctica book and it, it hasn't, it's almost over. Hasn't impressed me. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep ho- I keep hoping upon hope that it'll be a, a good deal. Look at Wes flexing us with the super dad hat. Come on, man. <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw that Wes. Actually, Great. going back a little bit uh, to the shared universe thing, uh, can you talk about the the Warren Johnson character? Because I think yeah, that's super there you cool. go. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Great that's a good one. I had. I had it right here, uh, the print. So um, 
one of the um, Kickstarter rewards that um, that we had was a print that I had a uh, a creator by the name of Jake Smith draw for us. Jake Smith, he has a indie creator book called Blood Force Trauma, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, he is really I think good. he's wrapping up. He's wrapping up the artwork for Godzilla: War for Humanity, which he's drawing for IDW. Uh, but anyway, if you know, if you if you look up Jake, Jake has a very distinct style. I love it. Um, so I got him to draw a print for Hard Justice, and I said I just wanted to have my two main characters, Rex and Saint, posing uh, on the artwork. And of course, he more than delivered on what I was wanting. So right. the artwork it has um, it has Saint, it has Rex. And it has like three villains across the bottom, just you know, characters that he cre- characters that he created, except for one. Uh, and it was very, very reminiscent of um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the villain from Do a Power Bomb, uh, Necro, Necro, Necronom. I'm saying Necronom, but that's not his name. Anyway, the villain from Do a Power Bomb. Uh, that villain was on my print. And I noticed that and I was like, well, wait a minute. I can't I can't print copies of this because, you know, Image is going to look at this and say, hey, that's our character. We're going to sue you. So I reached out to Jake and I said, Jake, I love this print. It's amazing. But this character looks a little bit too similar to the villain from Do a Powerbomb. And he was like, oh, yeah, I thought it'd be cool to include him in this in your print. And I was like, well, I love that, but I don't want to get sued. And I was like you know, how can we get permission to, for me to print this? And he was like, Oh, I'll just ask Daniel if it's okay. And I was like, you're just going to reach out to Daniel. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm reach out. Daniel Warren Johnson of yeah. comic book fame. And he was like, right. yeah, I'll reach out to Daniel. And so uh, somewhere on my computer, I have screenshots of <laughs> Smith texting Daniel about the artwork. And he's like, Hey, it's, is it okay if this guy uses it in his artwork? Um, and you know, so he can use it in his Kickstarter. And Daniel Warren Johnson was like, "Yeah, that's fine." So, <laughs> so that, yeah, that's cool. You know, you so know. yeah, in in the world of comic book universes, I guess it's safe to say that Hard Justice exists somewhere in the Doer Power Bomb universe. So <laughs> now, man, how how cool would that be if he's like, "Hey, man, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a book together." <laughs> I could only, I we'd, could only wish <laughs> we'd have to, we'd have to have a AED over there for Danny to to spring West gift back to life. <laughs> right, <laughs> shocking. That'd be so you cool, know. man. I, I mean, but like in your in your wildest dreams, who'd have thought? You know, you'd have been. You're probably just like, what, what, what's going on here now? Like, how did all this? How to get caught up in all this? Right, you know. So that, that's kind of cool, man. Like. I mean, but the thing is, is most of those guys, especially image guys, you know, even to this day, you know, minus maybe Kirkman, <laughs> but the, he, he's, I hear he's a pretty much a stickler for don't be messing with my stuff. But the, most of those guys are like, you know, if you ask about it and do stuff like that, I can see them being very much so, you know, yeah. if you're respectful about it and you're, exactly. you're doing it in a, in a tasteful way and, and like, you know, did he did he want to see the rest of your stuff, or or was he just like, yeah, it's cool? He was just like, yeah, it's cool. At some point, at some point, uh, I want to go to a show. Um, I actually have it pre-made over here, but I have a Daniel Warren Johnson Hard Justice like swag swag bag. Are you ready? You're ready. 
Yeah, I'm ready. So if I can go to a show and meet him in person, I'm going to hand him the book and give him a copy of the print and just say, hey, thank you for letting us use this. Uh, here's my book. I hope you enjoy it. So Because I did find out he owns the rights to do a powerbomb. Image published it, but he owns all the rights. Yeah, they, they, still, they still retain, yeah. Yeah, he still retains the rights. And so. you know, the, it's just the head of the villain. So if you've read Do a Powerbomb yeah. and you look at the artwork, you'll, you'll know it's him. But we don't. He's not in the actual story. He's just on this artwork. So yeah. that's how we're able to get by. And Daniel was okay with it. So that's cool, though, man. Like, you know, like I said, there's certain people that are that still have a uh, the ability not to be, you know, I guess facetious about things when they're when they're when they're you know, like we understand what you're trying to do here. So we, we think it's cool. Right. We're cool with it. You know, um, you you think Lifebell would have done that? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, man, I'm telling you right now, it's got too many feet on it, bro. Your feet are too good. Your feet are too good. They're not who's we're good. No, I won't I won't bag on life film too much. He's a wild man. But no, so that that's that's a cool thing to to have happen. Um, is there any uh, local creators that you were just like itching to work with at some point in time or Local creators I'm itching to work with, or you know, statewide, you know, Kentucky. Sure, creators, sure. Yeah. Um, that's a very good question. I, I'd want to say that any local creator I've wanted to work with, I've had the ability to do that already. Um, yeah. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, so, um, working on a, on another project with Justin, that's got me really excited. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a number of artists in the Lexington community I've been able to work with. Uh, another right. artist by the name of uh, Alex Robinson. I've, <laughs> I have two cats. They're locked out of the office right now. But uh, having <laughs> pets, having pets is an inspiration for stories. Yeah, um, oh, written, yeah they're always doing something. Yeah, they're always doing exactly. They're always doing something. So I've written a few one-page stories involving my two cats. Um, oh, yeah. that Alex, that Alex has turned into. Uh, one-page cartoons for me. Um, so, yeah. but I will I will say this: one of my favorite things about going to conventions is yeah. going through Artist Alley and finding new creators that are out there. Um, people yeah. that are doing absolutely, you know, people, yeah, people that are you know going through the comics creation process um, that uh, that I'm going through as well. So I like to go through Artist Alley and talk with artists and just find out more about their process. And I collect I collect their information in case you know I have an idea one day that I can reach out and say, hey, let's collaborate on something. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I will say this: nobody, you know, like a nobody presses the flesh or does like a mm -hmm. runs a, a his situation like a political campaign other than Wesley Gift. That guy. <laughs> How many how many cons how many comic book shops did you go to when you were like when you went on the grand tour, Wes? When you yes. <laughs> so yeah, when I we launched the Kickstarter March first of last year, twenty twenty three, um, and like I said, um, you know, I'm just the writer. I have no artistic ability. Um, Bryce was hard at work bringing the pages to life, and I thought, you know, if I you know, if I'm going to make this a success, I have to do everything in my power to get out there, um, you know, promote it, talk about it. And actually, Kyle Starks, um, forgot to mention Kyle Starks. He's another creator. Oh, yeah. um, oh, sure. Absolutely. But before I started the Kickstarter, I asked Kyle Starks for advice and he gave me some good advice. He said that um, 
when you run a Kickstarter, you have to talk to anybody and everybody who will listen to you. Um, and I took that to heart. So um, we launched March 1st. We were fully funded in less than 48 hours, which was amazing. Uh, and I thought, well, gosh, I was like, I thought this is going to take uh, 30 days to reach my goal. And I did it in less than two. I have a whole lot of time to fill up. So I had this grand plan, you know, following Kyle Stark's advice um, to talk to as many people as possible. Um, so I basically did a road tour for the month of March to drive out to comic book shops around Kentucky, Ohio, uh, West Virginia, um, just to, you know, take, take marketing material and promote my, promote, promote my story, promote the project that we had all worked on. Uh, and then, so in, in 32 days, I visited 32 shops. That's a lot. Dang. That's when you figured out Kentucky is a long state. Yes. That Western Kentucky. Yeah, that, oh, that drive man. out there, that's, that's like that's like going into the abyss out that way. Yeah. yeah. A whole lot of nothing. Everybody talks about Eastern Kentucky, but there ain't a whole lot going on out there, man. No, that's like, nothing. Like, like as far as like, you know, there's a lot of nothingness until you come to a Owensboro or whatever, you know. And so I'm actually from West Kentucky. When I was right. planning out my route, I was like, there's not much back home, so I'm gonna go the other <laughs> way. Absolutely. Let me let me go this way. Let me go. I'll go to Pikeville before I go to Paducah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we're not we're not going to we're not going to Paducah out in the out in the streets, you know. So mm-hmm. but it's it's a you know it's and it's good to like, you know, as a Kentucky creator to get out there and and you know show some love to the Kentucky shops because a lot of those like you know they, they don't they don't get a lot of people showing you know as far as creators and stuff like that in general it's like you know you rarely see a unless it's out of Lexington or Louisville or something you rarely see a, a signing by somebody here right you know something like that when when in in other states you you see that quite quite frequently mm-hmm. you know so yeah fun quick story for it because you mentioned Pikeville um one oh, of the yeah. last one of the last few stops I made in the tour was out in Pikeville. I was actually traveling for work and I was in the area and I just happened, I brought hard justice stuff with me. Um, but I went to a shop in Pikeville and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Um, but walked into a shop in Pikeville and there was somebody behind the cash register, um, uh, helping a customer. And it was, this store was, really big but the way it was laid out it was room after room after room after room so you'd walk into a room and there'd be a door at the other end you'd walk through that door and be another room you walked through the door at the end and another room so i'm walking through this giant maze of a store and in the very back um there was a there was a door open and i heard these guys talking and i popped my head back there and i was just like hey is there a manager here i could chat with and it happened to be the manager and two of his associates um so I, uh, he said, yeah, I'm the manager. And I just introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm Wes. I'm a comic book creator from Central Kentucky. And I'm promoting my book, Hard Justice. And so he invited me to just sit in the, it was actually their, their storeroom of where they had all their inventory, um, basically their warehouse. But we sat, the four of us sat in the warehouse for like an hour and a half, just like talking shop about comics and, and whatnot, just hanging out. Um, and, uh, he, this guy ended up purchasing a retailer bundle, uh, of oh, really? yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been here almost two hours. I got to go. But the last thing he said to me as I was leaving, he said, you know, he said, um, the last time somebody came into my shop promoting their comic book, their creator-owned comic book, they were from Central Kentucky. They were from your area. And I said, oh, yeah, who was that? And he said, oh, it was Robert Kirkman. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. You got to, yeah. you have to make it happen. Yeah. That's a great story, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirkman got a little famous, I guess, you know. A little famous, I mean, yeah. He made, he made a little, little, little out there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and off a little old zombie book that nobody was that and I hate to say that that's the story I got is I remember picking that up. I used to pick up all the image stuff and I picked it up. Um and part of the reason was when it came out I was still in the Marine Corps mm-hmm. and it was it's it's real hard to have a bunch of comic books in your barracks room because they don't really they kind of frown upon that sort of thing, you know. Right. Like oh everything's got to be in its place. So, uh I did not get that book because I was like, well it's a, just a zombie book on it. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll, I don't have enough room for it right now. I hang on to the spawn stuff, just you know, <laughs> hide it back under my bed and stuff. So it was basically a room issue. It wasn't so much of a, much so as as a I didn't want to try it out, you know. Right. But spawn was far more important at that time. But had I got that book, it would have been uh, worth a little bit of money nowadays, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, it wasn't a fact I didn't want to support support that kind of stuff. It was just like, dang man. <laughs> So, yeah, going out there and, and doing all this stuff, did you, um, and, and then you also get, as a comic book collector, you get to go, like, kind of, I mean, I know you don't have a whole lot of time, but you can kind of see what they got and maybe come back later when you have more time to, to check those out. Exactly, exactly. It was also nice to see, you know, just the lay of the land out there. Absolutely. You know, because, I mean, a lot of these, I just basically Googled, you know, what city I was going to and what comic shops were in yeah. that area. So, right. I mean, all I had was a name and an address. You know, I didn't know what I was walking into when I got out there. So, right. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, a cool thing to see too. Cause like you said, you never know what you're going to get into when you go out to a different place and like what kind of comics they have, you know, mm-hmm. how they're set up. They're all set up differently. Right. At least all the independent shops. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like they set it up how they want to set it up. And some of the books, like, that we'll never see here. We'll see it. Like, like when I was traveling for work a lot, mm-hmm. I go out to like North Carolina and I'd find all kinds of just wild indie stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I was able to grab like there in California, of course, you know, that's where I was able to grab like a few issues of like Faust. Cause that you rarely seen them around here. I think the only place I've seen them at was at comics plus was yeah, it right. when that, when that little bit of Faust come through there, you know? Sure. And, and so it's like, you don't see stuff like that. And uh, so just to get out and, you know, kind of check those things out and, and like get a different idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just kind of strange. Like what all the stuff that's out there is because, you know, those characters or those things were popular in that area. You know what I mean? Or maybe that creator was from that area. You know, right. You know, so you never know when you might, you know, some kid might come across a hard justice comic in a in a bin one day That's or right. somewhere. But man, this is really cool. And who knows what that kid's gonna? That kid might want to make a movie out of it or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows, Wes? You never know. You might you never know. A, <laughs> might want to make a video game out of that thing or something. That's that's what I liked about it was it had a very um, kind of '80s video game, you know, yeah. kind of set to it. But it's really exactly. good. So the um, I said you you're going to LCTC, you know Lexington Comic Toy Con. Um, 
they collect there's a group there that collects ribbons right oh yeah that's right that's right uh so i think they started this last year uh uh-huh. i know i know some big conventions like i know dragon con does this but you know yes you, you get entry into a con you get a badge on a lanyard and so uh, some conventions have started this ribbon chasing game where you go to a convention and you go around, uh, see different people, go to different booths, and you can get ribbons that you can attach to your badge. And the game is like, how many ribbons can I stack on my badge? So LCTC started this yeah. last year, I think, um, and they're doing it again this year. But if you go to LCTC, if you walk around and interact with folks, uh, there will be people giving out ribbons that you can attach to your badge and usually it's just talking to somebody or uh i know i do know of one uh one creator who i think is going to be dressed up as a character from princess bride oh yeah Um, and they hope well if you come up and comment on their cosplay they'll give you a badge and i think if you say a line from the movie they'll give you a high five or something like that um so uh, for Hard Justice, you're hearing this first from Commonwealth Comics, uh, uh, from these guys. You're hearing it first. This is a, an this exclusive. Guy. Guy. Uh, Bryce uh, will be at booth A12, and he will have a limited amount of, of Hard Justice badge ribbons. So all that we ask is that if you pick up a copy of Hard Justice from Bryce, uh, there'll be 10 bucks a piece. You get a free Hard Justice die-cut sticker, which you can see on Chris's mic right there. Uh, and you'll also get a free ribbon so that you can wear in your badge. So it has the Hard Justice logo and the tagline, I always get justice. Right. So That's sick. Hunter and I have seen this this ribbon. We won't give too many details about it, but it is super awesome. Uh, we've seen the other ribbons. This one's... This one, this one. I mean, feel free to share. you guys can share it if you want to. I'll let you guys put it out there. Uh, but we yeah. will. We'll but, have we'll have a limited amount at Bryce's table. Um, great great color combination. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I wanted something. Well, and we I took the colors from from the book, but we wanted right. something bold that would stand out. Right. So, um, shout out to Bryce for designing the logo, which was uh, which really stands out on this uh, on the ribbon. So, uh, yeah, Bryce will have a limited amount. We'll have copies of the book. So stop by, get a copy of the book, and get a ribbon before yeah. they run out. Right. I got a feeling Bryce is going to be busy out there. With the, oh, yeah. yeah, he always is, man. So, yep. But I'll make the podcast. So. I'll make the podcast thumbnail the uh, the ribbon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll do that for a bit. I need. We got it. We're gonna have to get young Bryce on the on the show sometime too. Yes. And then and then eventually I'd like to get both of you. It'd be cool to have uh, get you bounce each other off the you know the little. But the one more thing I like to talk about West Gift is. At one point in time, talking about Lexington Comic Con, uh, Comics Plus. Uh, thank God there's no video of this that I know of, but there's a legendary thing that me and Wes Gift partook in for LCTC to get oh, free tickets. Yes. <laughs> oh God, I don't know this story. You don't know this story? I was waiting till we had Wes on to even tell you, Hunter. Oh, oh God. about this. I remember this. was there. I think Jared was even there that day. I think Jared was there, they, yeah. They did this online thing, right? And they were asking this thing. And, and me and Wes were going back and forth with each other about doing this uh this dance off. 
So they made a deal. They came. They came to Comics Plus, and me and Wes had to do a dance off to get tickets to LCTC. And they felt so bad for us. I think they gave us both tickets or something. They gave us what both is. tickets, even though even though Langford clearly put me to shame with his moves. I, I, so. I did. I had to. I had to. He he, he easily won that dance off <laughs> by far. So it was, it was. I was doing a thing, but uh, I'm not I'm not the he, greatest. He was Kevin Bacon the there. I did. I did. I did. I was more. I was more. Uh, 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 Christopher Penn. I was more of that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you if you if we're, if we're talking about if we're talking about that movie, yeah, I was more Christopher <laughs> Penn in that one. But you know, but yeah, we me and me and Wes Gift did have a a dance off at one point in time. I, I knew Wes would forget about it for a little bit, not not forget totally, but that's he would awesome. Know. And I knew I Hunter had not heard this story. But we got it. We got us some tickets to LCTC for it, so yeah, that was always good. Um, actually, that was a year. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I went with uh, with Gina and Linda and little Chris. I gave gave tickets to little Chris, so he he could he went to his first con. He, he loved it. Man, that dude, Mike Zek gave that guy everything in the world. It was wild. Really, I, I, you know how Mike. You know, people give Mike this this kind of reputation or whatever, but he went up there and he's just like, I love, you know, I love the Punisher that you did because he, he reads, you know, he read all his, his, you know, his, his stepdad had all these old comics. And mm-hmm. so he read all Mike Zek's Punisher stuff and Mike Zek's, you like, you like, you like my Punisher? He gave this dude like a hand done, you know, it's, it's like 20 by 20 or 20 by, you know, like hand drawn Punisher that from Mike Zek signed. Wow. And then, he, and then he gave him like a bunch of signed, just gave it to him. He goes, it's your first con, man. Enjoy it. I was like, what? <laughs> That's like, super my, cool. My first con. <laughs> no, it was, I, I'll give, so Mike Zek, I'll always give kudos for it, even though he's living in the Philippines now. I was like, I'm not coming back. He's retired, you know? So that's, you know, maybe if you're in the Philippines and they got a comic con, you might see Mike Zek, but you won't see him over here anymore. <laughs> but yeah, he hooked him up, man. And kids got all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, I had I had to pay for my Punisher drawing, by the way. So, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, that's the same. That was the same year I met. Uh, we met Neil Adams, which was, you know, he he took a he took a liking to Gina because you know how, you know how Neil Adams was, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, actually she 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 struck up a conversation with him about how. Batman was a better match for Wonder Woman than Superman was because she's a big DC fan, so mm. which is hilarious. And he was just like, eh, I don't know, but again, he had just done that Wonder Woman Superman book at that point in time. He was like, done it. But actually, I did get a cool thing from him. I do have it here. I'll have to bust it out if you guys have never seen it. It's hard to see, I know, because of the light. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is cool. Yeah. So that's a pretty that's, cool You remember that book when it came out? But. I haven't shown too many people that one, so I had to had to bust it out since it was it was there, and I was about to hang it up in a different spot. But no, uh, so again, the nexus of our, you know, our friendship and everything comes from comes from Comics Plus, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that 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 strange strange bald man that runs it. Now, <laughs> Todd's a good dude, and he's always he always takes care of us, and he does. You know, he he, he doesn't he doesn't give us too much trouble, even though I do do give him a hard time about being bold. So, uh, but yeah, so the next thing that you got coming up is LCTC. Is there any other cons you want to do? Uh, LCTC is the next one. 
Uh, I'm keeping an eye on C2E2. Uh, I won't table at that show, but I'd like to go and just experience yeah. it um, as a spectator, I guess. Yeah, uh, I want to go to that one as well sometime. I'd like to, you know, that's a big show that brings in some some big industry names. So I'd like to try to hit that show um, to um, uh, to just check out and see who all's there. Uh, yeah. Right now, uh, my only plans to table at a show that I have would be uh, Heroes Con in North Carolina when that pops up in Are you going to do uh, that one? in June. Yeah, I I had planned to do it last year, uh, but uh, plans fell through. But they were so kind to just roll over my registration to 2024. So, right. uh, and I, <laughs> I've got plenty of time to plan for that one. So that'll right. be the first show that I set up as a creator as of right now. So, yeah, for. For those of you who don't know that that's uh, as far as creators go, that's the you know Super that's Bowl. The con. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the Super Super Bowl for uh, Comic Cons, if you will. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Starks again. He he told me he was like, if you've got a book, an indie book, you need to take it to that show. So absolutely. You know what else you need to do? You need to drop that off over on Ed Pisker's table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like boom, here you go, Pisker. Yeah. We yeah. got what you need right here. I'm mean, gonna be honest with that. That book that is right up his alley. alley. Yeah, that book is so up his alley. I, you you yeah. might end up on, on their their super popular podcast. Um, but yeah, no that that that's a good one to drop. You drop a, you need to get you an Ed Pisker like packet together and drop it mm-hmm. off over there, man. Okay. You know, because that he, if you ever listen to the show too much, I don't know if you have listened to Cartoonist Kayfabe too much. Have you, Wes? I need to. I, I think I have it on my list. I just need to start right. pulling up and listening if, to it. So, if you listen to it, that and I know Hunter does. He will talk literally about that. Like, he goes, "My favorite thing is when people drop off books that they've done, because I love to just go through and read these books that you guys have done out there." So, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. and, and if you want to talk about anybody that's had to to scrap their way to the, up to the top, that guy's hit. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's what I, that's why I respect his, uh, you know, his his take on things. He may be a little rough because you know he's from Pittsburgh and they're 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 not the <laughs> Pennsylvania folks are a little wild. So, right. but uh, he's you know not the most you know person, but he um, he definitely knows you know how to bring it out from from coming from a, 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 a you know a low start to get up there. You know it's hard to do. So he, he definitely knows the grind, and he, he'll you know if he can if he likes it he'll you know that could be a good good little kick there for you. I know. Uh, what do you got the, you know, he does Red Room and all that stuff. I don't know if you read that or not, Wes. I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a rough book. It is. <laughs> it's it's very interesting though. But it's it's definitely a rip. Is there, a, but yeah, is there any indie indie creators like that that you 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 are real keen on right now? Indie creators. Uh, the one that I can shout out. Um. Well, like the the guys who worked on Grandma Chainsaw, it's from an yeah. indie publisher called uh, Bad Bug Media. Mm-hmm. Um, they do they do a lot of kickstarters for their for their work. Um, they do uh, they do a lot of what I would say NSFW books. Uh, oh yeah. Besides, yeah. Uh, well, Grandma Chainsaw uh, was being uh, independently created, and now Bad Bug has picked it picked them up to finish the series. Yeah. Uh, but they also have one called uh bobby joe and the alien apocalypse <laughs> so it's this girl bobby joe who lives out in west virginia and aliens invade and she sets out to you know rid the world of these aliens that's the fun one i've been picking up 
So um, if I had to pick one indie creator publisher, I have to I have to put put out the word on Bad Bug Media. So okay. I got to meet I got to meet the the owner uh, Mike back at last year's LCTC. Um, okay. I had backed I had backed a few of their books before meeting him. So he came to the show to represent Bad Bug, and I got to chat with him for a bit. He was a great guy and. It was great to hear just about you know his process of running this publishing company. So, right, and uh, I'm about to check them out because and that's right up my alley. I've done a few of the Kickstarter things. There's a few books I've done. Um, I need to probably do more of it, stuff like that, because there that seems to be uh, a lot of those books are seem to be more of what I'm interested in than kind of what they're doing now. There's a uh, a lot of people have asked us, you know why we haven't done a um a recommendation of the week like we were doing there mm-hmm. and honestly it's because uh, uh as far as the mainstream books that are coming out I means there's not uh been too many we we're super excited about and that's unfortunate but i mean i'm not going to um endorse any kind of book that i don't believe is you know what i what i would want to read or what i think you know, the people that listen to the podcast, we want to read. So I'm not going to do you that disservice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so, and I think I may, you may, you may see us start doing more of that. I think the last thing I did was, a was a, a couple of those books from that, uh, from the Cadillac series from uh, scout comics. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, they're kind of set in a uh, kind of werewolf vampire, like, uh, you know, kind of, Mexican area of, you know, Los Angeles, East Los Angeles, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it, that's a good book, you know, and, and a lot of those scout comic books are pretty good books. Um, and I know, I think you may read some of that stuff, Wes. I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So have you read any of that stuff, Hunter? Oh, yeah. 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 So Scout, Black Mask. Uh, yeah. Black Mask. Yep. Trying to think of some of the uh, vault. Aftershock. Right. I don't. I don't know if Aftershock's around anymore, though. I think they're. I think they just are done now. You know. I think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another one called Mad Cave that has the rights Mad to Cave, yeah. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of wild. Crazy. Like, how did how did they end up with you know? Like, how do you end up? Okay, it's just wild to me. Think about that. <laughs> it's like, it's like how, how do people end up with the rights to some of these books? You're like, what? Man, I I guess they just got somebody to negotiate for it. So. Yeah, and I know there's like you know how, what is it after like a, a hundred years or whatever you know the the public domain public domain stuff yeah yeah so I've heard tell there's gonna be a bunch of like comic books off of that stuff like there kind of was just a little bit back with, with a few of those released so I don't know and then more of those weird kind of Winnie the Pooh horror films <laughs> which is did yeah. you watch it Hunter did you watch yeah, it Hunter dude it's so bad. It's is it so, so bad? bad. It's, it's, it's not, not even, even funny. Good. So bad. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad all around. Like yeah. piglets out there, a big, weird looking boar thing. <laughs> it's like, uh, I can't watch this. But <laughs> this is what we came up with. Yeah, this is it. Um, but yeah, is there? That's the other thing. We, so we we all you know we just kind of talk about this. Like we had uh, Dylan England on here who does films and stuff. Have you ever thought about you know script writing and stuff like that as well, Wes or? Are you are you strictly into the comic book, maybe a novel, uh, you know, kind of thing? I think for now, I've dabbled in script writing in the past, uh, but I think for now, I'm gonna, I I want to stick with comic books. So yeah. I've thought about, 
I've thought about short story novel writing, but there right, hasn't right. been anything that's really grabbed me to be like, I need to write this story and write it in this format for this medium. Uh, so for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future, it's still going to be comic books, right? I always uh, I always think it's funny when you hear what you know Stephen King said about writing short stories. He said, he said, he said, it's like, he said, writing a short story is like, just basically, he's like, it's the beginning and the end of a story that you couldn't finish. Yeah, I could see that. You didn't know that you didn't know the, you didn't know all the little pieces all together. So it's like the middle and like an end because Mm -hmm. it's, that's a, that's a short story. That's how I write short stories. What he said, he's like, it's one of like, I had this little stroke of genius and I can't like quite get the, the whole thing to make a novel out of. So yep, short story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or at least a book of shorts. So Shawshank's Redemption was one, was one of those, you know, think about that. You know, yeah. one, one of the most, you know, revered movies, you know, in, in, you know, in the post-production side of things didn't do too well at the theater, but you know, you know, it's a cult following, but the thing about that, that was a, that was a eh, throwaway for Stephen King. <laughs> so I always think that's kind of wild, but yeah. So, you know, again, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hold Wes up too much. I know he's, I know he's got to be up and early in the morning. He's got some push-ups and some setups to do. That's right. <laughs> so I got, I yeah. got one more question for you. What do you got? Uh, what do you got, Hunter? As a up-and-coming comic book artist, especially on the indie you side, go. do you have any advice you would give to maybe another one, maybe another up-and-coming, maybe someone who's just getting started? Uh, what advice would you give them? I would say, so in addition to the whole, you know, it's a game of balance between your responsibilities, your priorities, and what you want to do. I would say focus on your work. And what I mean by that is focus on what you're doing. Don't, you know, do some sketches, do some drawings, and then compare it to what other people are doing, you know, because everybody's working at their own pace. We all come from you know, different backgrounds and different capabilities and different skill levels. Um, you know, it's, it's a process and you'll get better with time. So if you create something, you know, just actually getting it from, from your mind and out on the paper is a huge step. Okay. Um, so if you, if you get your story out, I mean, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. So focus on your craft and just focus on what you're doing. Don't get caught up in, Wondering, is it as good as this person? Or, you know, oh, I've got it. I've got it out now, but it's not as great as this other person. Just focus on what you're capable of and focus on getting it out there. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that makes great advice. It is. And and I've always, uh, as of lately, where I've tried to dabble in in writing these things and and get the start in there, I've, I've leaned on Wes quite a bit, even though I know he's a busy man and sometimes you don't even remember me asking but he's always been quick to quick to respond and, and, and help me with some things. He's like, that's a big thing. He's like, just get it out there. Yeah. And and I, it is I what think, it is. They're not all going to, they're not all going to be winners, but just get it out that's there. Right. And I think, of this, I think of this quote often, I heard this from at a young age and it's always stuck with me and I don't know who said it, but I once heard you were born an original. Don't die a copy. Yeah, that makes sense. I take that to mean, you know, focus on focus on your own thing. Don't try to mimic or do what other people's doing. Just try to strike it, strike it on your own. Right. Now that makes sense. And uh, like I said, in the community that we have here, I, I 
you know, I'll, I'll say a quote that I always remember from this is, and it makes me think of this every time we, that you've helped me or Hunter's helped me do something or, or we've kind of talked and, and we've had some, some issues and, and, uh, we, uh, we kind of talked to each other about it and stuff like that about some things is, uh, you know, that, that rising tide raises all ships. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. I think like we should want to help each other and, and to, to make it basically. Um, right. Cause it's going to help you, um, basically you know make it as well so it's like you know don't ever discount somebody if they're trying to like like if i'm at a con like we're talking about if if if, if i didn't know you from anybody and you came up and i had a booth and and you were talking to me about your i'm gonna sit there and listen to it and and try to understand like like what your what your creative you know drive is here and and i'm gonna really take take to heart what you're trying to to sell there basically right so and and hard justice would not be a thing if it weren't for your guys' support, all the people, all the other creators who, you know, I pestered them with questions about creating a comic book, running a Kickstarter, promoting it. You know, it it you know, it I was able I was fortunate enough to get a whole lot of input from a whole lot of people. And then obviously a lot of people came out and supported me when I needed it. So and that, that just speaks for the comic community itself. It's a tight knit group and mm-hmm. uh, you, you could definitely, it, it's the barbershop of, of today's world for sure. Oh yeah. And, and like I said, it's, it's always, uh, you know, there should be more of that, you know, helping each other rather than, <laughs> than kind of trying to knock each other down all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, we, when we try to do that, so we, we appreciate you Wes uh, and we will continue to support what you got going on no matter what it is well thank you and i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate you guys not just for the amazing men that you are but just for the awesome podcast that you guys have been running so kudos thank to you, you. yeah we're thank trying, you so we're much trying. For... we're trying to make it oh, up oh, yeah. <laughs> i got i got you know hunter hunter's carrying the whole show man he's got he's the he's the star over here i'm just kind of it's this gorgeous face man <laughs> it I, is I, 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 you know it's, it's so people like I was like, I got this face for radio. So <laughs> radio is radio radio's kind of a dead media, so podcast was the <laughs> next best <laughs> next best thing to go. So um, you know, we had a lot of requests for doing some uh some video along with our podcast for because for some reason people want to see us do whatever this is. I don't know, or just talk. So, you know, we'll try to get that going. I know that that's always a difficult thing, but we'll try to make that happen. But yeah, we we appreciate you having you on here, Wes. Um, Thank you so we, much. We look forward to your your future stuff. Uh, we will share this um, at some point next week, uh, and Hunter Hunter will let us know. We'll bust it out. We'll be able to share it on all social medias uh, platforms that we have. Even though uh, you know nobody knows who we are, we're the Commonwealth <laughs> Podcast, and nobody knows who we are. Never mind. We're not going to go there. But anyways, so we're. we're we're happy to to be out here talking to Wes and uh, be able to chat with him. And, and uh, we're, we're glad that the, the people listening do know who we are. So triple trouble, y'all triple, triple trouble. trouble. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, this has been a, another episode of the Commonwealth comments, comments podcast rather. And uh, we will see you next time guys. Thank you guys. And thank you, Wes. Thank you all. Thanks Wes. Thanks guys. Bossy, 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 bossy